Hi, my name is Cheryl, and I'm one of the worship leaders here. We are excited to have you here to worship with us today. Here at LWC, we value diversity and believe that everybody matters to the Lord. Here at LWC, we make it easy for you to give. You can give online at lwconline.org, in person at our giving stations, or through the mail. This week, we have our Change for Change, and you can drop that off in the buckets by the door. We are designating our Change for Change to community outreach, such as Serve Our City Sunday and Bags of Hope. Speaking of Serve Our City Sunday, we are excited to have Serve Our City Sunday next week, November 7th. We will not be having in-person service, but we will be out servicing our communities. If you are visiting one of our in-person services and would like more information, please visit one of our welcome centers. There will be a service online at lwconline.org and on Facebook, so please make sure to check it out. As we stand, let's get our hearts and minds ready to worship the Lord. If I 
is so good. God is a life-changing God. I just believe that at this moment right now that uh, there are some hearts that are being stirred and God is drawing you into that place of restoration and that place where you will be healed and set free from maybe some things that are, that are very difficult. So I want the, the elders and their wives to come up at this time. And I'm, we're going to have a time of prayer. Just play something for me, please, Art. Um, and maybe you're here today and, and, uh, and you want to say yes to Jesus. Today's the day that, that you can come home to the one who loves you, the one who is going to set you free, the one who's going to restore you. And we're just going to take a moment right now and let that happen uh, because we're going to let God be God in your life and in this house. He wants to do something in you that only God can do. Only the name of Jesus can do. And so we just invite you at this time. If that's you, if you feel a, a nudging, just come forward and let us pray with you and give your heart to Jesus Christ. Isn't he wonderful? Sing hallelujah. Christ is risen. Bow down before him. For he is Lord of all. Sing hallelujah. Christ
Maybe some of us don't want to worship you and you know, we don't know what's going on in each other's lives, but I just ask that you just make us aware of your presence and your goodness, Lord. You know, bad things happen, good things happen, but you know, you're there through it all, Lord. 
worship you for that. We thank you. Even in bad times, it just makes us stronger, Lord. It grows our faith. And in good times, I hope that it grows our faith as well. Lord, we thank you for being a good God and a steady God. Thank you for the time of prayer we had this morning, Lord. And just to be able to worship you. You know, such an awesome and most powerful God that you are. You know, we were made to worship you. We were made for you. And uh, we just focus on that this morning. Lord, I thank you for the service. I thank you for the word that is going to be brought today. For all the kids that are here, the youth, everyone that's sitting here, Lord. That you just let us focus on you and hear your word today. And your voice, that still, calm, but powerful voice. In Jesus' name I pray.
It is great to be back, and uh, we had an amazing time at Alpine, Arizona, uh, for a real men kind of first annual retreat. We went back to these retreats, and if you were not there, we just want to invite you to, to be a part of that next year. Uh, lives were completely restored and changed. So many great things happened, and we're just believing for, for just wonderful things to continue, because the glory of God is not just for the mountain. It's also for the valleys. And so when we meet God in the mountain, he's the same God that goes with us no matter what we're facing. So God is a life changer, and I just love him for that. Now, I want to welcome you for service. Good morning and welcome. I also want to welcome the online campus. We welcome you. And uh, I just believe that God has a word for each of us today. We are getting ready to embark on something that we do every year, uh, the first Sunday in November, we go out and we serve our cities. And what we do is we become the hands and the feet of Jesus. So we close the doors of, of the church and we open up our hearts to the people in our communities. And what we've seen is God does things in people's lives that only God can do because serving others changes their lives. And serving others changes our lives. In fact, that's the way we were made. We were made to serve. So uh, as the Cheryl, as she welcomed everybody, she mentioned that we have a change for change going on at the end of the month. And uh, what we give to that monetary cause, all of that will go toward outreach and going, it'll go toward serving our cities. And we have many projects going across our, our areas. In, in uh, San Manuel, we're going to be uh, working at the high school, doing some, some work there. Uh, we're going to be doing some work in the town of Hayden, uh, redoing a, a part of the school there, and we're going to be working at the, the mayor called and said if we could work on their little league field, so we're going to be partnering with them there as well. And in Kearney, we're going to be restoring the senior center there. They, and I talked to the, count, the, the uh, city or the town manager, and she said, we really don't have the means to do that. And I said, let's pray that God will provide. So I'm believing that God's going to provide what, what, he, what needs to be done there so we can make a difference in that community. Amen? Because that's what God does. So I, I saved... Um, part of Ephesians for this Sunday. So we've been going through a series through the book of Ephesians, and it's really been speaking to us about our identity in Christ, that we are in Christ. And because we're in Christ, we have an imputed righteousness. God gave us a right standing, not because of anything that we've done, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. You don't have to earn that. It's been given to you. Jesus paid it all. His last three words on the cross were, it is finished. The things that we cannot do, he did. And so there's no other way to the Father except through Jesus Christ. And we're not saved by our works. We're saved by the grace of Christ. And because of that, he leads us to do things that bring glory to him. And so Paul gets to the letter in chapter 4 of Ephesians, and he talks about how the gifts of God should be in place and in play in the church, how we should be working together to make our world a better place. When you serve your communities, you make the world a better place. 
Instead of us complaining about our communities, instead of us complaining about our country, why don't we join together and make it better? Why don't we be the hands and feet of Jesus and do something that's going to bring glory to his name? So we go, come to chapter 4, and, and in verse 11 is where I want us to, to go to. If you've got your Bible, we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16. And I'm reading out of the NLT, and it says this, as Paul is writing. He says, now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church. So who, give, who gives the gifts to the church? Christ. Now, this is interesting, because if you look at Romans chapter 12, in Romans chapter 12, it says that God the Father gives gifts. And then if you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it says that the Holy Spirit gives gifts. And now we're looking at chapter 4 of Ephesians. It says now Christ gives gifts. So we see the Trinity working in, in unison, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit working to develop the gifting that God has placed in each one of us so that not only can we be better as individuals, but we can make our world better. We can make our families better. Did you know that if you're operating in the gift of God in your family, your family will be better? Everything about us will be better. Now, this is what it says. Now, these are the, the gifts Christ gave to the church. He gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. And their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work. Pause. The elders, uh, I mean, the, the pastors, because an elder is, is slash pastor. The leaders of the church are called by God to equip God's people to do the works that God has called us to do. Amen? So that means that the, the pastor is not called to do everything. Right? How do we know that? The Bible says it. And it's very important for us to understand that. So it's to equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church, the body of Christ. So the more that everyone does together, the stronger the body of Christ is. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes a whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its special work it helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love see when you serve you bring unity you develop the love of God you become better why do you think it's so hard for you to serve Why do you think it's so hard for, for you to serve in the church? Why, why do you think it's so hard for you to serve in the community as the church? Why is it difficult? Because the enemy doesn't want you to. Because our flesh wants to go against that. Because, uh, you know, the world doesn't want for the church to, to grow into the things of God. When we do, great things happen. When we serve 
wonderful things happen in our families. Think about this, beloved. When you serve together as families, your families get better. You grow in love. You grow in the things of God. Our world is a better place when we serve like Jesus. In a world that sings us a song that says, what have you done for me lately? Not, you know, I should write that song. It may go somewhere. You know, what, what have you done for me lately? In a world that, that produces that kind of a song, the song of Jesus is, how can I serve you today? How can I make a difference in your life today? And so I want to bring to you three points that I think will help us as we prepare ourselves. This week is a week of preparation for us to go out next week and make a difference. Amen? For, for us to do something that, that people in our community will say, why are you doing this? And I love the awe factors. You know, we can go and pick up trash and, and do things like that. That's wonderful. That, there's nothing wrong with that. But an awe factor is, why did you redo our stage at our auditorium? Oh, I can't believe you did that. Why did you completely paint uh, one of our buildings? Why did you paint the bleachers of our stadium? We, we have not been able to paint them for, for 20 years. And, and Living Word Chapel came and painted the whole bleachers in our stadium, and people, the, fire, uh, the, the firefighters that came to there that, that week, they said, you guys did that? We want to be a part of this. I want to see the awe factor because Jesus makes people go, wow. God does things that only God can do, and his church is called to do things that only God can do. So here's the first point that I want you to, to grab a hold of. Serving is a gift. Serving is a gift for us so that Jesus can be glorified through us. Every time you serve someone, using your gift, allowing God to move in you and through you, you're going to glorify the one who needs glory, and that's Jesus Christ. Let's go back to verse 11 and 12. It is he, Christ, who gave gifts to people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, others to be pastors and teachers. He did this to prepare all of God's people for the work of Christian service in order to build up the body of Christ. So the apostle Paul teaches us, the Bible teaches us that pastors and teachers and elders are equippers and every person in the church is a minister. Every person that has accepted Jesus Christ is a minister. That means you're a servant of God. You make your world better. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of the Lord. A minister is a person who serves others. And churches, churches who follow this guideline of Scripture will impact a multitude of people in their communities because a healthy church is a serving church. You want to see if a church is healthy, see how much they're serving. A church that is not serving is unhealthy because it becomes self-centered instead of Christ-centered. Every person is called to work together for the common good 
of the cause of Christ. You and I were not called to sit in a church. You and I were called to be the church who serves our world. When we go into our communities and serve them together, we impact our world for the glory of Christ. And this is not a Pastor James thing. It's not a, a, a Shauna thing. It's not an elders thing. It's us working together as the people of God, the followers of Christ, bringing glory to the one who, who deserves all glory. Amen? You see, when Pastor James is, uh, uh, you know, dead and gone, Jesus is still alive. Jesus' church is still alive. Amen? He will still go forth, and that's why we have to, we have to equip ourselves. We have to let God equip us to, to be the people that he called us to be. Now, there are many churches that don't follow this guideline from Scripture, and they have a pastor and the leaders, and they do everything. They do all the hospital visits. They do all the teachings in small groups. They do all the praying for people. They visit people. They, they, they're the ones that share Jesus with people. But let me tell you something, that that is not a biblical model because every person that has Jesus as your Lord, you have the Holy Spirit, and each one of you is qualified to do the things that God has called us to do. Everywhere you go, God goes with you. The Holy Spirit is, is the same Holy Spirit that's working in, in, in Charlie, that the, the Holy Spirit that's working in me. He's the same Holy Spirit that's working in each person than the one that's working in any kind of leadership. And what I've come to find out is that when one person tries to do everything, you end up doing nothing that's worth anything. Because you're, we're not made to multitask. We're better when every person is in their lane and doing the things that God has called us to do. So here's the thing. I want to invite you, beloved. I want to invite you to become all that God wants you to be. Everything that God has called you to be, I want to invite you for you to begin to move forward in that. And that you begin to change your world. You know, churches that have this culture of, of the pastor and leaders do everything, they usually end up with a critical spirit. And what I love about Living Word Chapel is we don't have a critical spirit. For the most part, we really don't. We don't have people that criticize, oh, I can't believe they're doing this. I can't believe they're doing that. That happens. That critical spirit begins to come upon us when one person is doing everything and everyone is sitting down watching because I'll tell you right now that bystanders have a lot to criticize. But when you're in the game, when you're in the trenches, when you're in the war, when you're in the battle, can I tell you, you become brothers, you become sisters, you become ones that lock arms together, and you're doing everything you can to what? To win together. And if you've been sitting on the sidelines, I'm going to invite you, let's get in the game. Let's get in the game together. Let, let's do this together. I'll tell you, you're going to find out that when we're locked arms, when we're fighting the enemy of our souls together, when we're coming alongside and helping people that are in distress and going through difficult times, let me tell you that there are a lot of people that we're helping right now that they, 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 they have no hope. In the schools that we're helping, that, that finances are not there, they don't have the ability to do what, what, what maybe they used to be able to do. 
And we come alongside, we bring something that they haven't had in a long time, and that's hope. And that opens the door for Jesus and for his grace and his love. Because he's a life changer. And if he's changing our lives, he wants for us to change other people's lives. Amen? I think about Jesus' calling to me. He said, follow me. Jesus' calling to you was, follow me. That means every step that Jesus takes, we want to be in those steps. And one of the biggest things that Jesus did was serve others. Amen? A, a healthy Christian is a serving Christian. Here, here's how the, the apostle put it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts. So every follower of Jesus that's in first service, every follower of Jesus that's watching online, you have a gift from God. But the same spirit is the source of them all. And there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. God wants us to work together because you bring something to the table that I could never bring. You can do things that some others cannot do. So when we don't serve together, then we're keeping that gift that could change someone's life to us. Let's just think about it. You know, we, we're going out into the community, which is incredible, but let's think about that in the church. Some of you guys are, have a wonderful personality. You guys are wonderful for greeting and ushering. And you may be the only smile that one person gets all week. There are some of you that I go to all the time. You know, I, I, I love because I know you're going to smile at me. You're going you're you're to love on me. And there's some of you that, you know, I need to give you a smile. I need to give you an embrace. I need to give you a little bit of love. Amen. You know, I, I was it, greeting people this morning, and, and, and uh, a dear sister in the Lord, she says, where'd your smile at? I said, I left it back there. <laughs> so all of us have something that we can bring. So, uh, you know, in Spanish, there's a saying, and the, and the saying in Spanish is, is, si no sirve, si no sirve, no sirves. And if you translate, translate that in English, it, it means if you don't serve, you're broken. You're not doing what, what, what you should be doing. If, if you don't serve, you're not doing what you're called to do. God wants every person to serve. Now, let me say something to you. Every person can serve one way. When we go out into this Work day, every person can serve one way. Even if you serve as an encourager. Even if you serve, if, if you can roll a burrito, hey man, roll us some burritos. You know, at that men's retreat, there was a, a, a sweet lady that ordered us some pies 
for, for all the men. I think she ordered like 11 or 12 pies at, at this wonderful small uh, diner that's there in, in Alpine. And the men devoured the pies. They had one of my favorites, strawberry rhubarb pie. I mean, that, I, strawberry rhubarb, are you kidding me? They took that out. I took a bite of that. I was, like, I was in heaven. But they served them in that way. And so we can all serve in one way or another. Here's point number two. Serving will unite us. You want to make friendships? Serve together. Let me ask you a question. How many of you have great friendships with people you worked with for years? Anybody just raise your hand? Yeah. And if you don't, we're praying for you. Because the people we work with, think with me, we usually build bonds. Many of you know that I worked underground before I ever became a pastor. I worked in the mines. And in the mines, you had a partner. When you drive a drift, when you, you know, blast and you do a tunnel or we go in there, we concrete it, you'd have a partner, one partner. And the old timers taught you that they would call the partner cuate. Cuate means twin. Closer than a brother, you know, twins. Twins have a special bond. And when you work together, you had this special bond. Every single one of my partners that I worked with underground, we were very, very close. We were like brothers. We looked out for each other. We, 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 made, we were there when we got injured. I, I, I got my hand crushed. I was out of work for a year. When you work underground, it's not if you're going to get hurt. It's when you're going to get hurt. And we had these bonds. We protected each other. We were there for each other. You know, I, I, I was there when my, when my partner, uh, Ron Decker, Bubba, you talk like this, hey, bro, hey, Bubba. And we do a lot of work together. But he used to come, come to the church when I, when I came out of the mine and uh, started uh, in ministry. He would stop by and he'd bring some cash and he'd say, hey, partner, for the kiddos. It's for the kiddos. We had this bond. But the reason that we had that bond is because we served alongside together. Let me tell you something. If you want to grow friendships, serve Serve together. There's a bond that is formed. Something special happens in us when we allow God to work through us. Something special will happen in us that can never happen until you allow God to work through us. God is calling us all of us, to serve together. For his glory. It says the pastors and teachers, their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work, to build up the church, the body of Christ, and this will continue until, all, until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son. Here's what I know for sure. A divided church will never serve together. A selfish church will never serve one another. 
That's why Jesus made an example with his disciples. He said, come here. I'm gonna wash your feet. Because he wanted them to be selfless, not selfish. I was telling Pastor Mike, we were, we were talking, Pastor Mike and, and, and Tim were talking this week at our, when we get ready for, for a message, we do some sermon prep together and, and we were talking, I said, you know, I was, I was thinking about Jesus washing the feet of the disciples and, and, and I think it would be different today. That's just my opinion. Because if you go into the historical context, Jesus washing the disciples' feet. Now, at that time and in that day, people walked on dirt roads. And on those dirt roads, they walked through some of the, the, the worst filth that there was, you know, the, you know, animal dew and all the things that, 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 that you have to walk through when you're on that path. And they would walk with their, with their sandals. And so the, the, probably the worst job for any servant at the household was to wash the feet of the disciples, right? But most of us in here don't, don't walk on dirt roads anymore. Amen? Did anyone walk on a dirt road to get to living word? But there are some things that, that we probably wouldn't do. Uh, you know, I, I got here this morning, and we had a harvest festival on Friday. And, and uh, I got here, and, and, and so I went to the bathroom, and there was an odor in the bathroom. Not a pleasant odor. And it had been there since Friday, an odor. So we're getting ready for prayer and, and so I, I, had two, I had two choices, leave it for someone else. And I said, well, I don't want someone to come to church for the first time and go, oh, my gosh, what just happened? So I went under the sink, and there's some, uh, uh, you know, some Lysol stuff that you spray and this blue thing that you got to put underneath. And there's something called a brush to go look for it in the girl's bath. But I have to believe that that's something that Jesus would do. Amen. And I'm not putting myself in any way with Jesus. I'm not, you know, I'm in Christ. But that's just what we're called to do. Amen. There's, there's nothing wrong with us serving the things that nobody else wants to do. Here, who, who wants to go into the school? Who wants to go to a, a little league field and, and go redo something? Who, who wants to, to do these things? Maybe they're above our pay grade. I say that. I say that jokingly. Maybe they're below our pay grade. But here's the deal. They're not below Jesus' pay grade. Let me tell you something. Great things happen when you humble yourself. Because then Jesus is glorified in you. And he will exalt you. A purposeless, a purposeless church will never serve their city. But let me give a declaration from the Lord for Living Word Chapel. Living Word Chapel will serve together. So we can stand united in the things that matter to God. Living Word Chapel will serve one another and embrace the character of Christ. Because Jesus said, the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life to redeem many people. Living Word Chapel will embrace the purposes of God by serving our communities because Jesus said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt 
loses its saltiness. It's no good for nothing except to be trampled upon on the ground. And beloved, we are tasty salt. Beloved, we are salt that will, will keep things from, from, uh, from decaying. We're a preservation in this world and in this country. We are separated people. And we've got a purpose. And the purpose is to bring glory to the one who deserves all glory. It's not about living word chapel. It's about Jesus. And how good he is. And I will gladly, gladly, gladly humble myself. Because Jesus also said, you are the light of the world. He said that about you. He said that about every one of us. You are the light of the world. Like a city that's set on a hill. And people know the way to that city. You, they need to know the way to Jesus. And the way to Jesus is by you serving people. And loving on people and shining bright for people. See, here's, here's what I, And I say this so much, but we need to stay away from the things that divide people. And minimize those things. What are the things that divide people? What are the things that divide the church? Let's think about that. Think about what's going on in our country. All the hate. All the biases. All the, all the distractions. You know, you know there, there, there's a social media censorship. They're censoring social media. I could, I could talk about that. Blah, blah, blah. To talk about law enforcement and how law enforcement, you know, they, they're, they're really, uh, uh, you know, degrading them in a lot of ways. That could be blah, blah, blah. And talk about all the po- political things going on and I could be upset, blah, 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 blah. No, really. Well, we can take on the mantle of Christ. When did Jesus talk about any of those things? When did the Apostle Paul talk about any of those things? You know what Jesus talked about? He said, I am your answer. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one will come to the Father except through me. Paul Paul championed the cause that, that we are in Christ. And because we are Christ, he said, pray for me that I can be an ambassador of Jesus. And that my words will... Bear the fruit where many people will come to the one that will save them. I've come to the conclusion that social media is not going to save people. You you know, you can can have me as a Facebook friend and you'll see that, you know, the the only one that's a champion there is Jesus. I've come to the conclusion that that politics are not going to save our country. And I'm not, I'm not against politics. You need to know that. I'm not against po- po- politics. We're, we're blessed in a wonderful country. But I've come to the conclusion they're not going to save our country. Jesus is. You know, I, I've, I've come to the conclusion that, that, um, that police officers, that I can be a part of God's construction. We took a, a law enforcement officer from Las Cruces, New Mexico, to this retreat. He came back and his wife uh, called me, texted me, and she said, what would you do with my husband? You see, Jesus changes people. I love how Micah 6, 8 puts it. This is really what we should stand for, Micah 6, 8. It says, he's already made it plain how to live. 
what to do. This is what God, what God is looking for in men and women. It's quite simple. And I'm going to pause right there because God doesn't make life complicated for us. People do. People make your life complicated. Religion makes your life complicated. Religious is Jesus plus something. The gospel is Jesus plus nothing. And, and he goes on, he says this. Uh, it, it's quite simple. Do what is fair and just to your neighbor. Be compassionate and loyal in your love. And don't take yourself too seriously. Take God seriously. It's pretty simple, amen? It's letting God champion our cause. And when we do that, we come to point number three. You see, serving will mature us. You'll never grow in Christ without serving. You may grow more selfish, but you'll never grow more selfless. Are you with me? When you start serving, things happen. We find that in our children. From infancy, you serve them. You, you bec- you're everything to them. You, you, and then they, they grow up into, into toddlers, and you, you begin to feed them and, and kind of nurture them as they're walking. But there comes a day that they have to feed themselves. And there comes a day when, they, when it's a beautiful thing when they begin to feed others. One of the most beautiful things in our family is that we raised our, 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 our three adult children their whole lives. And, and sure, sometimes they did some bonehead decisions just like I make some bonehead decisions. But here's what I know for sure is each one of them grew to be responsible. And now they, 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 they don't need to be fed anymore. In fact, most of the time when we go out to eat, guess what they do? They feed us. And I love that. Here's what Paul said, they, they will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that they will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. God's gifts to people lead us to serve. To serve and to progressively become more united and to love one another. And as we do that, beloved, we become better because God wants for you to look more and more like Jesus every day. And we look more and more like Jesus when we're doing the things of Jesus. Not complaining about each other, not, not, not hating on each other, not hating on our communities, but actually being a positive influence for the glory of God. And we can only do that as we mature in the things of God. Can I ask you something? Can we serve together? Can we make a difference together? I, I love the way the Passion Translation puts it. It said, these grace ministries, in other words, you didn't, you didn't earn them. They've been given to you. These grace ministries will function until we attain oneness into the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God, and finally we become one into a perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. It's so healthy for us to go from being takers to being givers. It's so healthy for us to serve 
just because we love people, because God loves them. What are you going to pay me? We're going to pay you nothing. We're going to do it because we love God. Amen? We, we, we live in a world where everyone says, what are you going to pay me? We're not going to pay you. We're going to do it because we're going to do it for, for Jesus Christ. Amen? So here's what I want you to do. On your, on your um, chairs, there was these, these little cards that says, serve our city. Everyone, please pick it up and, and hold it up if you will. Just hold it up real quick. Wave it in the air like if you really do care. <laughs> hey, ho, hey. Right? On the back it says your name, email, place for your name, email, phone. I would really love for you guys for service. And if you're online and you're in the area, we really love for you to join us in serving. There's a place to serve in Hayden, in Kearney, in Samuel. We will be starting at 8 a.m. and we're going till noon and we're going to feed you. We're going to feed you, okay? It'll be good. But the, but the beautiful thing is that we're going to be able to make a difference in our world. And I'd love, I'd love for every person here, if you're visiting with us, what a wonderful opportunity for you to just see who we are. We're imperfect people serving a perfect God. We're people that have a lot of, we have a lot of needs, but we know where to go to the needs, go to find the needs met, and that's Jesus. And so join us. So fill this out, fill this out put it in the giving, uh, receiving station in the back, in the box, and we would just love for us to just do some incredible things next Sunday. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for you calling us to be servants, for you putting together gifts in each one of us that makes the world a better place, makes the church a better place, makes our families a better place. Lord, let us walk in those gifts. Let us make the choice today to allow you to move in us and through us and I pray your blessing over every person here, Lord, that they will leave this place encouraged. They will leave this place anticipating your goodness in everything that is to come this week. And as we prepare ourselves for Sunday, Lord, help us, strengthen us, give us everything we need for every work that we will do. In Jesus' name I pray. And every person said amen and amen. God bless you. Let's stand up and worship our King.
Hopefully we'll see you at Server City, and if not, we'll catch you next time.